the benefits will be around player availability. So by um, ticking off those key areas of the game, you'll be uh, a more resilient body to be able to handle the demands of how you play, um, both from a volume point of view, so your distances that you cover uh, with that um, critical speed aspect that I talked about, which is low intensity. You're listening to the Prepare Like a Pro Live Chat Sunday Show. My name is Jack McLean. I am your host, and each week I stream live at 6 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time from our YouTube channel to provide a weekly update. I also stream live to our Instagram to answer any questions sent through to us during the week. And then at the very end, finish off with a power tip to help footballers gain a competitive edge for the upcoming football season. You might be thinking, how do I feature my question? It's very simple. You can email us at info at or direct message us from any of your socials. I'll include the answers in the next PLP live chat show. Lastly, if you enjoyed this episode and are hungry for more Aussie rules football knowledge, then our academy is for you. Our academy is designed for footballers and aspiring AFL strength and conditioning staff. Included is weekly coaching sessions, invites to our community of athletes and coaches, and complete free access to our high-performance education. And lastly, discounts on programs and merchandise. For more information, head to preparelikeapro.com slash academy. Let's get into today's episode. Hope you enjoy. Hey there, and welcome to Prepare Like a Pro live chat show. Today, I'll be discussing all things about how to develop an AFL body, and more importantly, why you'd like to do so, some of the benefits of having an AFL condition body, uh, whether you're playing community level, state level, or of course, at the professional level. So <clears throat> to start with, let's get straight into it. Some of the key uh, areas that you want to make sure that you're ticking off to ensure that you're developing an AFL body. And that, that is from a conditioning perspective, you're doing aerobic capacity work. So you're developing your critical speed over um, slow uh, aerobic efforts around 60% of your heart rate. You're developing your threshold running. So efforts that feel uh, quite hard on your uh, cardiovascular uh, system so your heart rate will be around 90% of your max heart rate so think of intervals like 400 meter efforts um 600 meter efforts even using 200s and, and you can do shorter rep running with lower rest periods short recovery periods so getting that heart rate up nice and high close to our max and then of course our repeat speed and that's where we might start bringing in like I talked about last week using your anaerobic speed reserve which we can easily work out by using your aerobic capacity test, which can be a 2K time trial, work out the average speed you're moving there, and then your max velocity, so the fastest pace that either your smartwatch <coughs> or, sorry, or your GPS is picked up uh, and seeing the difference between the two, the range in between two, that's your speed reserve. We want to make sure that we're doing percentages upwards to 150%, um, so super maximal intensities there. And then the fourth key area from conditioning point of view to ensure you're developing an AFL body uh, that is resilient to bef- uh, be able to handle the demands of the game, but also perform at a high level week after week, is making sure you're getting regular sprint exposures uh, at max velocity, so above uh, 90% as a minimum, ideally getting regular exposure at 95% of your max. Uh, in programs that I've worked in the past, we'll try and hit that at least on a fortnightly cycle in season and then um, on a weekly basis in pre-season, which typically should happen in your match play drills um, or any of your uh, open-ended um, game-like drills in football training. 
uh, and or in, in warm-up uh, or specific sprint sessions that you do from a conditioning point of view. So that's the conditioning side to develop an AFL body. The benefits will be around player availability. So by um, ticking off those key areas of the game, you'll be uh, a more resilient body to be able to handle the demands of how you play, um, both from a volume point of view, so your distances that you cover uh, with that um, critical speed aspect that I talked about, which is low intensity, threshold running when the game gets at its hardest. So those repeat efforts that you need to do and your heart rate gets really up, you're getting up and off the ground, you're tackling, you're uh, fending people off, you're doing a hard sprint, you're then jogging back, so that continuous intermittent nature of the game. And then, of course, the, the high intensity work. So from a sprinting point of view, those chase down tackles or where you're breaking away from the contest and you're moving at high speeds. That's all our conditioning point of view for our more in-close work making sure you're working on your acceleration ability. So really being able to change direction at fast pace, um, you'll be doing at least 30 to upwards of 50, 60 efforts of those per game. So work on your first three steps. Also your ability to change direction, uh, both laterally. So you might go a forward acceleration into a backwards pedal or need a pump on the brakes. So your deceleration ability at high speed, um, typically when the drills are more competitive in nature, like small-sided games and football-like contested drills, our decelerations can get upwards to two times more than the accelerations. Whereas if you're just doing non-competitive craft-like training, acceleration-type training, um, we can have three times more accelerations than we have decels because you're not doing that crash and bash nature of the um, of football. You're more working on your skill development. <clears throat> so making sure you're getting good deceleration mechanics and of course, uh, football is 360 degrees, so you need to be able to uh, have good agility, so be able to react quickly to an opponent to evade them. And you can be practicing your cutting steps as well as your side shuffles, backwards pedaling, uh, crossover step, being able to twist your hips really quickly uh, and produce force um, through the ground at a fast, fast rate. So that, that's something that's really, really important from a performance point of view, but also we want to condition those areas throughout the body for play availability, like I mentioned before. So if you're getting those regular hits uh, this time of year in the off-season, they'll uh, help you transition into your training blocks, which for some of you might be as early as November 14th, it might be 21st November, or for some it might be early December or, or 28th of, of November. So you want to start ramping that up. We're you know, two to four weeks away from, from training. Uh, and that is from a conditioning point of view, your energy system development, uh, so I, I talked about a fair bit there. If you've got any questions for those tuning on Instagram about how to um, train those qualities or for those watching on YouTube, feel free to send them through. But moving more into the uh, – g'day, Gus. Good to see you tuning in, mate. Um, moving more into the strength and power side of things, it is a, obviously a contested game. So we want to make sure, and from an aesthetic point of view, when if you're for those that have clicked this link and you want to develop an AFL body, maybe you don't even play the football, but you just um, want to look like how the athletes look rather than look like a bodybuilder or, or other type of athletes. Um, you might want to look like an AFL footballer, which are naturally quite lean and that athletic shape. That's where the strength and power program comes in. So typically we'll do our volume-based work to build muscle mass in higher sets and um, not in higher reps. So what I mean by that, at times you'll actually flip what the traditional or a traditional bodybuilding session might look like of let's say four sets of eight to 12 reps. We might be doing things like eight sets of four 
um, with good rest period in between because we can lift at much higher intensity. So the reps that you are doing are going to improve your maximal force production, your, your strength, and then we're also going to get some good um, power development because you're trying to move that bar as fast as you can, whereas with the um, reps of 8 to 12, naturally you're going to have some fatigue and your quality of movement will start to drop off, which as an athlete that moves on the field, that's not very beneficial to to your um, mechanics, especially biomechanics on how you um, move across the ground. So by doing more sets and at lower rep ranges, typically I try and keep, especially the compound lifts under 10 reps <clears throat> at one in one set, then uh, your movement quality is going to be uh, better off. You're still going to get a strong stimulus because it, if we have lower reps, there's less fatigue and, and should be higher intensity, lifting heavier or moving lightweights uh, more at a faster speed. So it's going to improve that strength and power development. So that's a really important thing think about don't lift like a bodybuilder. Even if you want to gain muscle mass, we still want to um, get our volume in and we do that by doing more sets at higher weight and shorter uh, reps. Rest period is really important for those that are going through uh, a, a block where the off-season is a good time to build muscle mass. We, we can get that volume in um, by doing cluster sets or doing drop sets. So let's say you're doing some accessory movements. They're really simple in nature. They're not complex movements. Um, you could do like a seated row, for example. You might do 10 reps at a pretty challenging weight. You've got two reps in reserve, for example, and then you give yourself a 20-second rest. You do another 10 reps, but you drop the pin. Um, so it's at a lighter weight from 80 kilos, for example, to 70. And now you do 10 reps at that. Rest for 30 seconds, and then you do another 10 at 60 kilos. So they're drop sets, really good way to progressively overload more our uh, strength, uh, strength endurance which will elicit a good stimulus for developing muscle mass, but you're also maintaining good technique. So that's something you can do at the end of the session when you've done all your strength and power work on your compound lifts and you're just simply wanting to overload the muscle tissue in areas like your lats, um, your core, um, your uh, hamstrings, quads, adductors, all that, all those muscle mass in between our shoulders and our uh, your glutes, another big muscle group between our shoulders and our hips. We want to store our muscle mass there, around there to help us for the contested side of the game rather than our extremities, which could uh, negatively affect your running performance, things like your arms and your, uh, and your calves. So <clears throat> think about that from a running point of view for those that want to maintain your speed and your aerobic capacity, but you do need to gain a bit of muscle mass around to protect your internal organs and to help you for things like keeping your feet in the contest and picking up those contested ground balls then um, use drop sets. The other thing that you can do rather than doing sets of upwards of 10 reps, like 20 reps of one exercise is do cluster sets where you do a set of eight. Uh, if we use a, let's say dumbbell bench press, another uh, accessory exercise, which is good for those that need to develop critical mass. It's nice and simple. Dumbbell bench press, eight reps. You give yourself 20 seconds rest and you do eight reps again at that weight. So something, a pick a weight that you normally, for those that have been doing your 12, 15 rep ranges that you would normally do, 15 reps at, and rather than doing 15 reps in a row, do two sets, two cluster sets with a really short rest period in between of an eight and eight. So you're getting actually a little bit more volume, 16 reps, but the quality of movement will be much better. If you film the difference between those two sets, a set of 15 in a row compared to an eight and eight, I guarantee your quality of movement will be much better. Your range of motion will probably be much better. Your tempo, so that your ability to control the eccentric portion, which as we know, can be a really good way to develop um, your muscle mass by slowing the, the tempo down. Um, so ultimately that 16 reps that you did in that cluster set 
probably is going to be an extra 20 or 30 seconds more where your muscles are under tension, which is going to elicit a better uh, hypertrophy stimulus for those that are trying to gain your muscle mass. And it should take away, <clears throat> shouldn't take away from your um, general athleticism, if you like, you're still going to move well um, or better than those that are just doing straight 15 to 20 reps of, of one exercise. So that helps with your strength and power development. Remember, it's not all about lifting slow. <clears throat> you want to improve your explosive activity in the gym as well. So to look like an AFL football, you need to make sure you're doing your plyometrics. So short contact times at the ground, things like pogo jumps, drop jumps off a box. Um, for those that are lost for exercises, you can go to our power exercise library on YouTube for some demos on how to perform those exercises. But use your fast twitch muscle fibers in the gym. Don't just use it on the field. So making sure that you're doing like banded bench press, for example, medicine ball throws, rotational throws, use the torso now for rotational twists to work on your rotational power. So to get that athletic AFL body look, we want to make sure that we're moving and training uh, like an athlete. Obviously important for those playing football, but even for those that have clicked this uh, presentation that just simply want to look like an athlete as well. All right, that covers this week's se segment. Like I said, if you've got any questions, feel free to send them through. I'm now going to move over to our update for um, all things happening at Prepare Like a Pro. So for those in the academy, next Thursday, we've got two Get Better Plan presentations. That's where every month I catch up with academy members via Zoom. It's exclusive for Zoom members. So if you're in the academy and you're watching this, make sure to pencil in. I'm going to catch up with the academy members at one o'clock for the strength and conditioning coaches, high performance staff. I'll be talking about my recent four John Price sessions that I did with uh, JP, who's an expert in um, rugby, in the fields of rugby, but also developing for um, France Bosch methods with your traditional strength and conditioning. So that was something I was really eager to develop in myself, the France Bosch coordinative based movements, which are uh, really making a lot of inroads in, uh, athlete development circles at the moment and uh, JP's known in the industry for applying those complex coordinated movements advanced if you want to call them that and, and really delivering them in a high impactful way with uh, field-based athletes so I had four sessions one-on-one -on -one with him that was an investment that I made it was the best investment that I've, I've ever done um, something I'm going to definitely going to book another four with JP and, and with our coaches in our academy I'm going to share with you some insights and takeaways and ultimately how I've evolved and and um, transferred that knowledge into the way I do athlete development training, whether it be a one-on-one -on -one for the private sector with Prepare Like a Pro Athletes, our program with our online program or the work that I'm doing in elite sport. So that will be at one o'clock next Thursday. I'll send out an email to all Academy members so you have access to that Zoom link. Make sure to tune in. Really looking forward to seeing um, the discussion that we have on that space. And then for the footballers in our academy, this month's Get Better Plan will be all about how to safely uh, develop your athleticism for junior footballers. So we have a lot of junior footballers and we have parents of junior footballers in the academy. So I want to make sure we tackle this concept. I know there's still a lot of fear and stigma around um, weight training with junior footballers, so between 12 and, and 16 years of age. And I want to try and um, crush those myths. So make sure that you're, you're confident in how to lift in the gym, whether you be lifting with your son or lifting with your daughter and how to do it in a safe manner. But also for those that not aren't going to the gym or haven't got um, a strength conditioning coach that you've got access to, how important it is to seek one and, and start working on your athleticism for those that are really keen to, to work at the top level. 
Um, it doesn't need to be take away from the fun of the sport. In fact, if you're working with a good coach, it actually should be something that the athletes are looking forward to every week going to those sessions. And um, that's a big key pillar for for those in the Prepare Like a Pro program that our junior athletes are enjoying the sessions, they're having fun, and there's a lot of variation and they're really learning um, throughout the process. It's not just um, doing grinding, uh, regular sort of traditional sessions, if you like. And then we have another opportunity to join our Prepare Like a Pro coaching team, um, a junior coach we're now calling it rather than an internship. So if you're a qualified strength conditioning coach, you're looking to cut your teeth uh, the Knox Football Club have signed on to our program. This is where I support a junior strength conditioning coach who's looking to work at the highest level. It doesn't have to be AFL, but they want to work in elite sport. <clears throat> They've got a minimum of bachelor degree in sports science. If this is you and you're interested to take on our Knox Football Club program, it is paid. You get two grand for the year, one grand pre-season, one grand in-season. Make sure to email me your CV at jack at preparelikeapro.com and I'll get back to you. I'm going to close out this application um, by the middle of June. Their first session is, no, uh, sorry, middle of June, middle of November. Their first session is November 16. So I want to try and wrap this up by November 10, shortlist it down to three, and then those three will be forwarded to the head coach to make the decision on who's going to be the final uh, strength and conditioning coach for that program. So if you're interested, Remember to email me, jackapapelikapro.com, or you can just hit me up on any of our socials and I'll give you a call. But moving over into the podcast for this week, it's another massive week on the show. We have Lachlan Penfold, the High Performance Manager of Melbourne Storm, uh, Tuesday at 12 o'clock at 1 p.m. Tuesday is actually going to be a really big day uh, for me on a, from a podcasting front. We've got Lachlan on, on Tuesday at 1 o'clock, which will be huge for any of the strength and conditioning coaches. Make sure to tune into that one live via our YouTube channel and send us any questions for Lachlan via our socials. And then I've got, I'm going on the Football Coach podcast um, from James Jock, who's the host there. And um, from my recent interview with Tyson Popplestein, he forward on James and I connected us. And uh, I'm going to bring James on in the new year onto the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. And then I'm going on to the Football Coach podcast to talk about strength and conditioning at a community level to help coaches uh, with their physical preparation training, but also to help footballers that listen to that podcast. So that will be at three o'clock on um, Tuesday. And then our interview with Pete Burridge will be on six o'clock now. That was originally going to be the next Thursday on six o'clock, but it's been moved because he's uh, the football team that he works for have changed their schedule. So we're going to do that now at six o'clock Australian Eastern Standard Time on Tuesday. We're going to talk about all things speed development and how to, develop your speed, repeat speed capacity with field team-based sports. So make sure to tune in for that one. So three big podcasts on Tuesday. Wednesday, our podcast will be published with Jared Wade. So for those that missed the live, make sure to tune in on Wednesday. You can find that on all the podcast directories. He's a hub performance manager of Colonial Football Club, and we discussed everything to do with physical preparation, how it differs between AFL and and uh, rugby because um, Jared's worked across uh, rugby and AFL and he's been at numerous AFL clubs. So make sure to tune into that one to discuss how he um, goes about preparing the Collingwood players, which for his first year, they had a hugely successful year winning all those close games. And he, he referenced how um, in the preseason, a big uh, philosophy of his was you don't have to feel good to train good. And that was something that he felt had a big difference in those winning those close games and running out their games Um it really strongly last year. So make sure to tune in to our Wednesday episode with Jared. And then Sunday, our 
recent collaborative live event with strength and conditioning coaches Valery Stomanov, who's at the East Bendigo High School, his bite size episode where he talked about the East Bendigo strength and conditioning um, philosophy and the key pillars they have for their long-term athlete development. That will be released on Sunday. So if you missed that live show, make sure to tune in. It's a really um, awesome s- s- program that they're running at East Bendigo and Valeri is a pioneer in that program. He designed it along with a couple of other colleagues. So make sure to tune in if you're working in the high school setting or if you're just interested in long-term athlete development. I'm going to move over to share my screen now. So if you're watching it on Instagram, head over to our prepare, like a, uh, sorry, to our YouTube channel where I'm just sharing um, my computer screen to go through this week's program. Okay, so you can see that there. So we're really starting to ramp up our training volume at the moment, um, being two to three weeks away from returning to pre-season. And uh, it's really important time to not only develop your maximum strength, but also your aerobic capacity uh, because 2K time trials aren't far away for those trialing out to getting into maybe your first VFL score, perhaps you're going to be your first AFL preseason, or you just simply want to perform better with your 2K time trial to hit the ground running, um, making sure that you're doing the conditioning program as best as you can, but also at the same time, you know, understanding that like what Jared Way was talking about before, it's a great time to start rebuilding that resilience so you don't need to feel good to train good is a good mantra to to um to take on um to this time of year you don't have it's not a time where we're trying to peak because there's no games the games are, are very far away so we want to make sure we're getting in that training load and naturally with this high volume work you're going to feel fatigued you're going to feel sore and just think of that as your body getting better that's your body uh, sending signals to your body to improve so Obviously, there's bad pain. Uh, we don't want to move through certain bad pain, like you might be feeling a certain area in a tendon or a joint. Um, make sure you get medical advice. But if you're feeling just general soreness or fatigue, um, it's a good time from a mental and physical point of view to build that uh, resilience and learn how to um, work through um, that level of pain. So we've got into our key area, like I said, max strength. So therefore, uh, we've got high volume with our compound lifts, the back squat, the bench press and the trap bar deadlift. So you see um, the most amount of sets programs so far this year. So seven sets of four and we're using percentage-based lifting. So for those new to the program, perhaps you've just joined the trial and you get a two-week free trial if you listen to the podcast uh, and you haven't got any percentages in there, that's because we haven't got any training data off you yet. So just uh, go build up to a heavy four where you probably have two reps in reserve in the last set and that should be around 83%. Um, so if you if you do that, then that will then you'll then have percentages for your next week. We'll work out your what your one rep max is from each session that you do. Uh, so that way we can do percentage based lifting, which is just a really good way for us to control our loads and make sure that you're getting consistent stimulus and we're getting that training stimulus that we're looking for. Uh, exercise selection wise, there's not a huge amount of change. We we'll just continue that theme of with our injury mitigation work, uh, progressively increasing the eccentric portion, so longer, slower holds with our stretches. Uh, for those unilateral exercises like your um, single leg RDLs um, for, for the hamstrings, for example. Uh, there is some drop sets coming into the program soon as well, so make sure you to keep an eye out for those. And from a conditioning point of view, we've got a Monday, which is going to be um, basically more like a threshold-type-based session. So there's two of those now to really improve your uh, 2K time trial running. So we've got Monday, Wednesday, we're working more on that uh, threshold-based work. So if you've got a heart rate strap, strap it on, or if you're looking at your watch, we're going to try and be about 90% when you look at that chart at the end of the session of your max heart rate. And then on the Saturday, 
Um, we've got a mix for your session, so a bit of speed. You'll notice there's the football work. Continue to get those drills in. Try and start catching up with groups of people to make sure you can do football drills. That's really important to get similar movement patterns that you would in football. Wear the football boots. Try and mimic basically your football training session as best you can. So your hips, your feet uh, have gone through similar loads. So you're going to transition really well back to training and, and ultimately be able to show the coaches that you're in great shape. You're not just in good 2K shape, you're actually really footy fit. And that comes down to doing lo- lots of different kicks. Um, so your skills are up. It comes down to um, doing lots of different change direction work, accelerating, decelerating, all those things that um, we want to do while you're reacting to the football, not just in a controlled cut, running to a cone and changing direction off a cone. So Getting that, that skill exposure is absolutely critical and a big rock in the current program right now. I'm not going to go into detail of every exercise because that would just take far too long, but just key areas of focus is we've got that grind mentality where you're getting in your reps quality. Like I talked about, the, the program is designed where it allows you to lift with quality because there's rest periods, there's shorter rep ranges like I talked about earlier in the show. So um, stick to the program. Um and get the work done at, at the best quality as you can. Make sure you have a really clear intent. If the move it's explosive, like on Wednesday, upper, upper body, lower body power session, make sure you move that medicine ball or your body with the jumps as fast as you possibly can. If you're doing the compound lifts, make sure that those last couple of sets are heavy and you're really trying to work on developing your maximum strength. And then from a conditioning point of view, what you should have received, I'm just going to share a photo. Bear with me. Yeah, so everyone should have received these running times. That was from the five-minute aerobic max distance test that you did last week, and then you sent in your max velocity. So from there, I worked out your anaerobic speed reserve, which is basically just a prescription for uh, running intensity, just like what we're doing with our compound lifts, your back squat, your deadlift, and your bench press, where we're working off your one rep, your estimated one rep max from the uh, work that you've done in training, we're doing the exact same thing with these two tests as I've talked about the last couple of weeks. If you haven't received this chart via email from me, it's either because you've just joined the program and therefore I'll add a six-minute or five-minute, sorry, test, running capacity test into your team builder so I can create this chart for you this week and you can follow this when, when you see there's percentages based in the program. So you're really focusing individually and making sure that every rep uh, the effort you're putting in, you're going to get maximum returns for it. So that's really, really important. The way it works is at the top, you'll have the the distances. So let's say if we look at the middle here, 100 meters for this particular athlete, if they're running 100 meters and the program says do five sets at 100%, so a threshold pace, they're completing that 100 meters in 18 seconds. And then the program will let you know you've, you've probably got a one-to-one rest ratio with your threshold work so i'll say 18 seconds on 20 seconds off for example five reps that's how you follow the chart so unfortunately team builder doesn't uh, take into account anaerobic speed reserve so we have to go on about it this way Um, but it allows you to work on those four key areas that i talked about the aerobic energy system your threshold your repeat speed and your sprinting in what's the most consistent uh, and easiest way we can do that is by having our distances and then knowing the times that you need to hit to get that stimuli so hopefully that helps. Remember, if you haven't got one, it's either because you haven't completed the five-minute capacity test last week. So make sure you do that and go back to that date and Team Builder upload it and send me a message in Team Builder that you've done that. So it prompts me that you've completed that test. Uh, and yeah, get in contact if you're not sure why you haven't got this test and we'll make sure that uh, I hook you up with this um, awesome calendar so you can really work on uh, developing your conditioning before you get into preseason training. 
it's also good for when you get back to club training where it's obviously large groups and we can't have this individual focus. You'll be running in your pods, which is good fun, running with your teammates, but you can have these in mind. So if you know that the strength and conditioning coach that's working with you at your footy club is trying to work on aerobic stimulus and you're doing 200s, then you know you've got you know, a 90% for you should feel like for this athlete would be around 42 seconds. Yeah? Whereas if you're trying to hit your 100%, you might be aiming for 36 seconds. So you'll start to get familiar with your times and where you should be hitting on how you're feeling that day and, and what the focus is for that running block. That's it for this week, guys. My power tip as well. So like I mentioned before, if you want to gain size, flip your sets and reps. Do more sets at lower rep ranges. Keep your reps under 10. Use things like the drop sets and your cluster sets across your week. And that's something that we do in my program. So if you want to join our program and you haven't done it yet, join the two-week free trial via our website, preparelikepro.com. And then for those that want to reduce body composition and look like an AFL athlete around that 10 to 15% body fat, then think about not doing metabolic conditioning, but focus most of your energy on lifestyle. So make sure you're eating really healthy, high quality foods, locally sourced foods that have either the ingredients have come from the ground, like your vegetables, uh, or they've come from a tree or they've come from an animal, animal product. So real food, not packaged food, and make sure that it's from um, locally sourced. Farmers markets are great. Uh, it's healthy, it's high in nutrients, and it's going to... Um, allow your body to respond to the program. If you're doing this amount of work and you're eating healthy, you're naturally going to adapt. And, and before long, it will take time, of course, your body will start to adjust and, and look like the most athletic version that you can. That's it for this week. I'll look forward to seeing you guys uh, at our next Prepare Like a Pro live chat show. Thanks for tuning in. Hi, I'm Jack McLean, an AFL football strength and conditioning coach, and I want to introduce you to the Prepare Like a Pro Academy. Our academy is a subscription-based platform where you can sign up to be a part of our community. If you get to the end of each episode of the podcast and are hungry for more, this is for you. Designed for aspiring AFL athletes and staff, you'll receive heaps of bonus weekly content. Learn who the guests are in advance and submit questions. Access to our Facebook group with Jack and other Prepare Like a Pro coaches. You'll be able to receive merchandise, program discounts and freebies and get free access to our live events, exercise technique database, and much more. This is a great way for you to support the podcast, and it helps me with production and release of epic content for you guys each week. Your contribution goes a long way in making Prepare Like a Pro community possible, and just for $5 a week, you'll have access to all of this special content released on our Academy forums. There's no lock-in, and you can cancel absolutely any time.